I do think that whole obsession with new product lines and more sales is misguided if you haven't refined the machine that you're running to produce profit because it's the only thing that matters. Everything else is vanity. Welcome to the 10K Collective podcast, part of the amazing FBA family. Like the 10K Collective masterminds, this podcast is for six, seven and eight figure Amazon and e-commerce sellers. If you want to scale fast, target a seven figure exit and meanwhile want to enjoy the process, keep listening. Is your Amazon private label business set to survive the downturn? Most sellers don't know. Surviving a downturn means squeezing out more profits and slashing waste. But many sellers don't know exactly where their business is making or losing money. If that's you, we can help. Our new quick assessment helps you identify your biggest Amazon profit killer and what to do about it. For a quick but powerful diagnosis of your biggest issue, just go to amazonprofitquiz.com. That's amazonprofitquiz.com to get your free instant analysis. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the 10K Collective podcast. Today we are in the middle of, well, episode three of about 15, quite a substantial series I'm doing, focusing on profit maximization for e-commerce sellers, specifically how to make more money as a private label or custom product seller on Amazon without changing the really difficult stuff. So it's about the easy wins, relatively easy wins compared to selling new product lines, which I think you definitely should do, and renegotiating with your suppliers and changing your shipping. Now, you should do all those things, but those are big projects. And I want to help you with a smaller, more manageable, more quick win projects to enable you to, apart from anything else, pay for the big projects and just generally to protect your profits and to get your business in great shape so it can weather the coming economic storms, or you may already be experiencing them. So today we're going to talk about Amazon repricing. Reprices are a tool that have been used a lot by resellers, but not by private label sellers for good reasons. I'm going to talk about that. So what, first of all, is Amazon repricing? Well, it's the act of changing the sales price of Amazon products multiple times. And the common aim, of course, which is the aim we're talking about here, is to maximize the profit made over a given period. And we're all about maximizing your profit biggest wins with the easiest, lowest effort. That's what we're aiming at for you in this entire series. A repricer is a software that will do this job for you automatically. Now, I'm not talking about the sort of price changes that happen when we launch a product that's been going for forever since I've been on Amazon for private label sellers that you launch a product at a low price and then gradually increase the price and lower the ad spend. I'm talking about an ongoing way of maximizing profit once you've got the product launched and hopefully it's making a profit. By the way, just a word about who this is for. This is not if you don't have a product on Amazon, I won't be any use to you because I have no point in telling you how to maximize your profit if you don't have any or if you don't have any revenue, you can't make profit by definition. Also, if you have really unprofitable products that are a disaster, I'm not going to tell you how to completely rescue it, I'm afraid. But if you have some kind of profit, but it's modest and it could be better, this is absolutely for you. First of all, repricing, why does it matter? What is it about? Well, it's having a changing price. The opposite is having a rigid fixed price. And in my experience, the vast majority of Amazon sellers have that, even if they're quite sophisticated seven-figure sellers. And knock-on effects are pretty bad. The effects of pricing too low on Amazon are obvious, but 
not obvious because people do it. <laughs> Number one is it goes down. Then you're going to run out of stock more quickly, potentially. If you price relentlessly to match your competitors and then you just leave it and you only change your price when your competition goes, especially if you're best selling products. And when your stock goes to zero, guess what? You have nothing to sell. Your revenue goes to zero. You have zero cash flow. You have no presence on Amazon either. You are handing market share to your competition. You may find it hard to rank again when you get back in stock. That depends on the market you're in. But what is definite is that you're leaving profit on the table, even if you don't run out of stock. You're leaving profit on the table. And it could be a lot. If you sell something for, say, $20, and you have $4 margin in it, so 20% margin, and you could have sold that stock for $22, you've left $2 per sale or 50% more profit. You've left that on the table. Effects of pricing too high on Amazon are equally bad. If you have low sales velocity, it hands up a lot of cash because your stock moves slowly. That's very bad for your cash flow. You have lower ranking, which means less visibility and lower sales. And if your ranking starts slipping too much, it can be really hard to regain it in a competitive market as well. You can, if you hike the price too quickly, lose the buy box. Then yes, that is a thing for private label sellers, not just resellers. And if you do that, you're going to lose 80% of your sales straight away. And slow-moving stock in FBA centers fulfillment by Amazon's warehouses can incur inbound stock limits. Now, at the time of recording, mid-July, that's unlikely. But when it comes to Q4, coming into Christmas, that's often a big issue. It has been a big issue in the last couple of Q4s. Really great reasons why you've got to be more flexible on your pricing. So we talked about pricing and lots of different options in the previous episode. Today's episode, we're going to talk about three main options for repricing, that is adjusting your pricing regularly and frequently. Option number one is manual repricing. One mastermind member, a while ago anyway, was employing a full-time member of staff to do their repricing. Granted, they had a staff of maybe 20 at the time, and they had over 2,000 product lines. So if they were going to do it manually, it was a full-time job. But it is a difficult and expensive way of doing things. Apart from the expense, it means you can only reprice things probably once a week if you've got a big catalog. If you've only got a small catalog, five or 10 SKUs, and you're manually repricing, you're still wasting your own personal time. So there is an opportunity cost. It may seem like it's free, but it's not free. You're just not seeing the cost. What you're not doing is researching new markets, developing new products, going into new marketplaces, Amazon Germany, if you're in the UK or Amazon US, etc. Those are the really valuable, powerful things you should be doing. So manual repricing has a lot against it. The other thing about humans abruptly in substantial amounts, and let's face it, if you're like me, let's face, let's be honest here. You probably raised your prices abruptly in the past in a rather primitive form of repricing because you saw you were just about to go out of stock. We've all done it, but it's not a good way to do it. It's much better to see that moment coming. And if you really jack the price up quickly, you'll lose the buy box and you lose 80% of the sales straight away. So manual repricing is an option. It's not a great way to do things. That member has since started using Eva to do some repricing work, which makes a lot more sense because they saved on a whole member of staff's salary. So repricing option two is using some software. Rules-based repricing software, repricers as they're called, very common in the Amazon world, but only normally for resellers, that's to say people who are targeting the buy box because they all sell the same widgets. 
so retail arbitrages, etc. It's not an amazing solution. It's not that bad if all you wanted to do is win the buy box, but it doesn't take account of your stock level normally, which is a really big problem because, as we've discussed, that running out of stock is the greatest way to lose all your profit because you have no revenues. It's not possible to make profit. And also those systems have a habit of winning the buy box or in, in the case of private label, making the sale, but not necessarily making you profit. This is not a sophisticated enough tool for the modern environment. And if everyone else starts using sophisticated reprices and you don't, it's even less advisable to use an old school tool. So option number three, I think is the best one, which is an intelligent repricer or an artificial intelligence or machine learning repricer. And that breaks down into two parts, really. First of all, repricer means you're going to adjust prices frequently, but in tiny steps. So you won't annoy Amazon or annoy your consumers by suddenly jacking the price up or make people feel silly because you've taken the price $5 down in one day, but it won't kick off a price worth your competition either, which is really important. The second part of this is it's not rules-based, but it's artificial intelligence. So it learns from experience. And that means if you set a certain profit aim, it will adjust its actions over time to get to that point. So it won't just put the price down or just put the price up. It will put the price up, see if that achieves your objective of maximum profits, if that's what you want, and then adjust if it doesn't get the result. So that's how machine learning works, basically. So the best people that I know to deal with this situation are Eva, the guys over at Eva or Eva.guru. I think they're the only people with a repricer that deals properly with private label situations. I've seen a lot of repricers and some of my clients over the years have used them in the reselling retail arbitrage world, but you need a more sophisticated machine to deal with the private label situation. Plus, there are two other things. First of all, it's machine learning, not rules-based. And the distinction is hard to get from marketing because everyone claims artificial intelligence these days, but it's mostly BS, as I understand it. I'm not a computer scientist, but the proof of the pudding is in the eating. You've just got to try this stuff out. And Eva gets really good results for its users. I think the average increase in profit is around the 30% mark at this stage, which sounds ridiculously hard to claim, but I can see why. Because if you get your pricing right and it's linked with your stock control and you don't go out of stock, that itself would massively drive up one's profits. That makes sense to me. So if you want to check them out, you can go over to amazingfba.com forward slash repricer and you'll find that I have a deal there which will get you 50% off your first month subscription. The discount code is get 50 off 50. Get 50 off. If you don't see a place to enter the coupon code or if it doesn't behave, then email me, michael, M-I-C-H-A-E-L at amazingfba.com and tell me that you've subscribed and I'll make sure that you get your discount. So there you go. It's the only way that repricing is an easy win. If you've got to manually reprice, I would no longer classify that as an easy win. I think you might be better off spending your time and energy developing new product lines at that point. But I do think that whole obsession with new product lines and more sales is misguided if you haven't refined the machine that you're running to produce profit because it's the only thing that matters Everything else is vanity. Profit's the only thing that gives your business value. You sell your business as a multiple of the profits. One guy in the mastermind the other day, he sold his business a few months back, and it's all about it's five times you know STE, five times seller discretionary earnings. What does that mean? It's profit, pre-tax profit. It's not revenue. You won't 
sell a business based on revenue, not in the e-commerce world. In other worlds, maybe Uber seems to get funding despite never made a profit ever, but that's a different universe. And you can't pay yourself from revenue and you can't eat from revenue. You can't pay your rent. You can't pay your staff. Profit's everything. That's what I'm saying. So by the way, profit is so important, but many people just don't even know where to start. They don't know, should I use repricing? Is that my biggest win? Is there something else I should be looking at? And for that reason, I created an assessment that you might want to check out if you're asking yourself, how do I make more profits on Amazon? Particularly, I've biased it towards easier wins. So I haven't said to you, just go and find a really lucrative market, find $50,000 and then go and create a wonderful product line because that's not easy wins. So if you want to take that quiz, just go to amazonprofitquiz.com. We've taken a lot of time and effort to create that to try and give you really accurate diagnosis and useful information to diagnose what the problem is and what you can do about it. That's amazonprofitquiz.com. We've also got other content in this series around profit maximization that might be of use to you. So episode one was about profit maximization and overview of that. The last episode is about Amazon pricing strategy in general. Coming up, we have stock control, how to achieve it manually and also using machines, profit measurement, reimbursements. That's wonderful. That's when you get money back from Amazon, just straight cash in your pocket. Amazon ads and how to cut waste from that. Branding and conversion rate optimization. So making sure that people who land on your listing either convert to sales or that you can convert them at a higher price, which means more profits. Last and not least, we'll talk about the business model that you're operating and being clear about the limitations of private label model or whatever model you're operating and being clear about how to run the model for the best outcomes as well. If you want to be kept in the loop about this, honestly, the best thing to do is take the Amazon Profit Quiz because you'll get a lot of useful targeted emails that are very specifically about your particular challenge rather than just general Amazon stuff. So again, that's at amazonprofitquiz.com. Just remains for me to say a couple of things. First of all, thank you for listening to the podcast and supporting it. I really appreciate it. You can find us lots of places. We are on most social channels. We're also on the main podcast channel. So if you can find us there and you can subscribe. Um, and then also we are starting to broadcast on the call-in app, which is an app for iPhone only at the moment, but which is potentially intriguing because it offers the option of a bit like Clubhouse, having a sort of interactive chit-chat to each other. So that is going to be something that I look forward to seeing you on in future. Maybe we can bring you on to stage, as it were, virtually and get you to ask any questions you have or make any other points that you've experienced from your selling career. Do join us there. I do appreciate your time and listening to me because there's a lot of Amazon podcasts out there and I'm going to try and make it worth your while and make you some extra money that you get to keep in your pocket. If I can achieve that for you, I'd be absolutely delighted. Thank you very much. Speak to you in the next show. Thanks for listening to the 10K Collective podcast for six and seven figure Amazon sellers. I really hope you found the show helpful to you. Please don't forget to subscribe to the show. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, please do leave us a quick star rating. It will take you all of 30 seconds to do it, but it does mean we can be found by and help many more e-commerce business builders. I wish you fast and profitable scaling, and I hope you enjoy the process of building your seven-figure Amazon business. Thanks very much for listening.